Welcome to the future. You're listening to the Consensus Network. Consensus Network. Consensus Network. With Buck Joffrey. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Consensus Network Weekly Crypto News. I am, of course, Buck Joffrey. Today is December 5th, 2018. And the cryptocurrency market capitalization is approximately 124 billion. And uh, the Bitcoin price, and I'm going to look at this right now because this thing keeps falling on me today, even, is about 37.28 on Coinbase as of right this minute. Today's headlines include the SEC meets with VanEck, SolidX and the Chicago Board of Options Exchange to discuss Bitcoin ETFs. Again, the SEC penalizes Floyd Mayweather Jr. and DJ Khalid for illegal ICO promotions, and Bitcoin declared dead. Again, all those stories and more when we come back right after these messages. Now, there isn't much more exciting than cryptocurrency, but there are old-fashioned ways of creating wealth outside of Wall Street that have been used by the wealthiest families in the world for generations. And that's what my other podcast is all about. It's called Wealth Formula Podcast. Now, if you've made a lot of money in crypto and don't know what to do next, this show might actually answer a lot of those questions, too. Again, it's Wealth Formula Podcast with me, Buck Joffrey. So welcome back, everybody. Now, the uh, first story that I want to talk about today is that the Securities and Exchange Commission, also known as the SEC, by those in the know, met with VanEck SolidX, and uh, they are the uh, ETF providers who've, uh, who have joined forces with the Chicago Board of Options Exchange to discuss a, B, a Bitcoin ETF again. We've been talking about this Bitcoin ETF for some time now. And again, uh, it's a big deal because it involves some major players. Uh, the Vanek guys are, you know, they are big players in the ETF space. And of course, the Chicago Board of Options Exchange, it's not like the Winklevoss twins, right? I mean, those guys are smart guys, but they're not part of this inner club. At any rate, a lot of people believe that given the CBOE, the Chicago Board of Options Exchange involvement, uh, it, that this ETF would eventually find its way through the SEC and become a, a real thing. So representatives from all the involved parties again met on November 28th. As you may recall, the last meeting was actually October 9th, uh, which uh, wasn't long ago. And at that time, there was an attempt uh, made by representatives of the ETF to convince the SEC that the market is mature enough to support the ETF. Now, that was uh, that was also when uh, Bitcoin was still uh, riding around 6,000, seemed very stable, et cetera. And I mean, listen, the price alone doesn't dictate maturity, but of course, uh, all of that being before the market plummeted, from news surrounding Bitcoin Cash, the wars between Roger Ver and Fake Toshi, which is Craig Wright, of course. I'm not sure that uh, that was a very good thing for their case about the idea of this being a, a 
mature market. Of course, maturity, what they're talking about there is that it is a market that's not brand new. It's been tested by investors, et cetera. It's not uh, manipulated. There's, you know, liquidity, et cetera. Now, this most recent meeting, which was just a few days ago, was in attempts to present uh, the case that Bitcoin is a commodity, uh, not any different necessarily from oil, silver, or gold, which already have ETFs. Furthermore, the case was made that several qualities of Bitcoin and the Bitcoin market actually make it less susceptible to market manipulation than the other commodities, which I actually believe to be the case for the most part. Now, the full presentation is on the SEC website. Uh, we will also send copies of that uh, out to people who are on our newsletter. If you're not on the newsletter, make sure you get on it by going to consensusnetwork.io. Just sign up for the newsletter and we'll send you that presentation. Uh, suffice it to say that the case is, uh, as you can imagine, it's compelling. But, you know, again, I'm not sure that the SEC is going to let this happen, you know, uh, with all the money that's been lost in the cryptocurrency market this year. I, I don't, I have a really hard time believing that this is going to actually become reality unnecessarily in the first quarter. And I think that's the deadline, I believe, is sometime in March. My guess is that what we're going to do is we're going to see backed. Uh, which is, of course, the the new um, exchange that's being launched by the Intercontinental Exchange, owners of the New York Stock Exchange. They are launching in uh, January now, January 12th. Presumably, they, uh, that was bumped from December, by the way, presumably because they didn't want to, they didn't want to launch while uh, markets were still crashing. Well, in, Jan in 2019, we're going to see backed, we're going to see Eris X, we're going to see Fidelity bring in more money. And I think what's going to happen, in my opinion, is that what we're going to see is a gradual, uh, larger and more liquid cryptocurrency market capitalization, a larger, um, you know, just a larger ecosystem in general that will provide some stability. And I think once that happens, I think it's much more likely that there will be an ETF. Now, uh, of course, we're going to carefully continue to follow this story. The next story uh, is um, interesting. The SEC penalizes Floyd uh, Mayweather Jr. and DJ Khalid for illegal ICO promotion. Now, this one kind of, frankly, cracks me up a little bit uh, because why are people listening to these guys anyway when it comes to investment advice? Anyway, uh, Mayweather and uh, Khalid apparently have a very large Twitter following, something which Consensus Network right now does not. Uh, it's a relatively new account. So if you are on Twitter, by the way, make sure to follow Consensus Network. It, it's, we're, just, we're just releasing Im useful information. Uh, it is not going to be as exciting as Floyd Mayweather's um, uh, account probably, but it'll be useful. But anyway, both of these celebrities were also, they were paid to promote ICOs on their Twitter accounts. And of course, they did not disclose payments. This, of course, is a violation of, of securities laws, which mandate uh, any sort of uh, involvement in uh, disclosures in terms of, of payments for securities. And of course, that means that they are looking at these ICOs as securities, which we know they were planning to do anyway. 
Mayweather was apparently paid at least $300,000 over the course of just a few months, uh, whereas DJ Khalid was paid about 50000 That's what they know about. That's what they reported. These guys make a lot of money, though, so I don't know that $300,000 or $50,000 necessarily really even move the dial for them. Anyway, the SEC has banned them from doing any further such promotions, ordered disgorgement of promotional funds, and also tacked on interests and penalties for both of those celebrities to pay. Of course, these two guys are not the only ones doing this. There are bloggers, podcasts. I mean, you see these guys out there are very opportunistic. Uh, they're suddenly silent, right? Because it's not necessarily profitable to uh, be talking about this stuff in the middle of a bear market. Anyway, these guys uh, almost certainly will be under investigation by the SEC. Now, frankly, you know, uh, I think we need this kind of this thing in the blockchain space uh, if we are to succeed. We have to purge this world of many of the charlatans that are there and focus on technology and development. Things like this that happen with, you know, Mayweather and DJ Khalid and, you know, the likes of, you know, Ian Bellina and some of the other, you know, uh, shillers out there. It makes the industry look bad, and uh, we have to do a better job of self-regulating the industry for those involved in it if we are going to be taken seriously. Now, I will say that one of the good outcomes of the crypto bloodbath is that all these guys, again, are suddenly silent. You don't hear about a bunch of BS. You don't hear a bunch of shilling, um, and, and they're pretty much gone. And if they're not gone, they will be because the SEC is going to come after them and uh, that will be it for them. And, and so it will effectively have purged a lot of these idiots um, who, are, who are out there basically, uh, you know, for, for exactly what the reason the SEC is there for. For as much as, you know, the SEC is kind of a pain, they are there to protect people from these kinds of characters. Um, anyway, uh, I would like to point out on that note that I seem to be the only one looking at all of the new podcasts out there you know, I've, I've done a, a search of a lot of podcasts and it's funny because it seems like a lot of podcasts that were out there uh, suddenly stopped <laughs> and it's probably because they, they were like, yeah, no one's interested anymore. I'm not going to do this. I'd like to point out that I seem to be the only one who actually has started a podcast in the middle of the bear market. So hopefully it shows you that shows you my true conviction in the air in the area. Uh, last story of the day. Bitcoin is declared dead again. Now, uh, several media outlets have have reported, uh, and I saw this on Market Watch myself, um, which is, of course, where I go for my blockchain news. Anyway, several media outlets have have reported again that uh, Bitcoin is dead, or that it is that is headed toward what what they're calling a death spiral. And the idea here, in this particular case, the reason being that they're focusing on uh, on the miners and the cost to secure the network. So for those of you who may not know, Bitcoin works on what's called a proof of work protocol. Basically, these miners that secure the network, you know, all of these, uh, all of the transactions basically go out to these miners and miners have to do these complicated uh, math problems. And these miners are basically supercomputers. And that's uh, in exchange for securing the network and, and creating consensus. Uh, the miners are 
actually uh, rewarded with with Bitcoin. Now, the problem that they're alluding to right now is that the cost, the energy cost of Bitcoin uh, is being estimated to be plus or minus 3,500 bucks up to about 4,000 bucks. And so the question and the concern that a lot of people are raising is, well, you know, if it costs 3,500, 4,000, these miners are not, they're just going to turn off and then there'll be no more uh, Bitcoin miners. And so there's no proof of work and therefore there's no Bitcoin network. And that is going to make Bitcoin go to zero. The problem is, of course, it's just not true. And again, listen, I'm no expert on this stuff. I don't pretend to be, but others do. And so it drives me crazy. So I try to get my information from others who know what they're talking about. Bitcoin adjusts its difficulty according to the hash rate. In other words, for every miner that turns off, uh, mining becomes more profitable for the remaining miners. Bitcoin mining difficulty, for example, dropped by 15% on Monday, which was the second largest drop uh, in ASIC history. And it decreases in difficulty, make it, it cheaper to mine. In other words, what happens is for each one of these miners who are mining Bitcoin and securing the network in the process, it becomes cheaper electricity-wise uh, to actually solve the, um, solve the math problems. So it is sort of adjusting. Now, also remember that some major miners are located, not some, but the majority of them are located in China. Uh, over half of them, which is uh, ridiculously inexpensive uh, with regard to its cost and electricity. There's also a lot of these kinds of hydroelectric and renewable energy sources um, that are driving Bitcoin operations, even in the Pacific Northwest, even in, uh, in, in Canada, for example, and in Quebec. So bottom line is um, we, have, we have some miners who are actually mining for quite a bit less than that. And to them, in some cases, we have government subsidies that are making it nearly free for some of these individuals to mine, uh, mine for Bitcoin. Now, the mining difficulty also, I believe it, it, it adjusts every, I think it's 2,700 blocks, which comes out to about two weeks. So the other question is, well, what if there's a precipitous drop in the next couple of weeks? Well, the, uh, in that case, there could be it, sort of a last case scenario where there is an emergency hard fork. And I'm not talking about the fork, kind of fork where uh, you basically lose, you know, you, you end up with a Bitcoin cash, but a, a true software change that would suddenly uh, make, it, uh, make it a lot easier to mine and therefore, uh, you know, and therefore keep, keep the miners profitable. Now, this problem, of course, in my view, has been blown way out of proportion. It's just another, you know, fear, uncertainty, uh, and uh, uh, despair te technique at worst. And at best, it's just, uh, just being unaware of how Bitcoin works. But I'd like to point out that, you know, for those who are writing these things, that Bitcoin didn't start out at $6,000 a coin. I mean, this used to be under 100 bucks, right? So, um, I mean, it used to be something where you send 20,000 Bitcoin to order a pizza. So it is software that's designed to adjust and demand, and that's part of its elegance. Anyway, that is, uh, that is my story there. So if you're, hearing that, um, if you're hearing that news, I wouldn't take it too seriously. I think understand that the, 
that the technology is sound and it's very elegant and it adjusts. I want to point out before I go that uh, there is again consensusnetwork.io, uh, which is the website. There's some tutorials on there. There is some really useful, uh, you know, you can get a Coinbase account. Again, it's not a bad time to buy a little bit of Bitcoin right now, not financial advice, but it is dirt cheap. It might get cheaper. And for those of you who are wondering when I might buy more, um, I am actually deferring my own purchases to Tyler Jenks right now. Tyler Jenks was on my show, Lucid Investments. Uh, he was on my show a few weeks ago, and he, like Babe Ruth, called this drop. And um, and so I'm going to wait till he says to buy. I'm not going to buy anything till Tyler says to buy something. So um, also, um, if you have questions, you know we have a lot. We have Q and and A after every show. And consensus network on the podcast and on YouTube and um, make sure to send me questions you can either do that by going to consensusnetwork.io you can use the voicemail feature there or you can also send me questions simply by emailing info at consensusnetwork.io uh, make sure you get on the newsletter uh, at the same time. And that is it for me this week on Consensus Network's weekly crypto news. This is Buck Joffrey signing off. Want to buy Bitcoin with your IRA? Don't waste your time on expensive IRA custodians. A strategy called a QRP is as easy as writing a check. Find out how. Text 44222 and type QRP book. That's one word. And get a free book that explains everything. Again, that's 44222-QRP-BOOK. One word. It's the easiest way to make Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies part of your retirement.